Attention HR professionals. Are you tired of dealing with poor performance from your managers? Are you sick of having managers run to you for every single little problem? Would you like to build the confidence and competence of your management team? If so, then contact Boss Builders. At Boss Builders, we specialize in building up the skills and confidence of your organization's managers. We do this through our popular Driving Results on-site training programs, our signature program, the Video-Driven Boss Builder Academy, and we even license our course materials so you and your internal training staff can get those managers confident and competent. For more information on how we can help you improve the performance of your organization's managers, contact us today at www.thebossbuilders.com or at 931-221-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to the role of the boss, those of you who've been in the role for a little while and are struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about making the transition one day to management. Hey, one of the things that you are going to learn very quickly in this role is that you do not have enough time to get everything done that absolutely needs to get done. Fortunately, we have some help for you today. Our guest today is Amanda Hathaway. Now, she is the managing partner for the HR Answer Box. It's a consulting company in Maryland, and her topic today is time management skills for bosses. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the biggest time wasters out there, but more importantly, how do we get around those time wasters? How do we make the most of our time? And what can we learn from consultants and people that work with billable hours on how to better manage our time? Amanda's going to give us a lot of good tips and techniques, and in the end, she'll give you some information on how to reach her, because in some cases, you probably are going to need some help as you manage this valuable commodity that we refer to as time. So with no further delay, let's meet our special guest, Amanda Hathaway. Amanda Hathaway, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mac. It's a pleasure to be here today. I'm really glad you could be on. The topic I know is an important topic that a lot of people struggle with. And so I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions on how do we get over this thing called time management, how we do it better. But before we get there, I just want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about your background and your company, just so my audience knows that I got a real expert here on the show. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. So just to give you a little bit of background and provide your listeners with some context, I am the managing director for HR Answerbox. And HR Answerbox is a consulting and training firm. We're based out of Frederick, Maryland, and we work primarily with small and emerging businesses as well as startups to help them solve their most challenging employee management issues. We also provide training services. And so I've worked in HR for the past 20 years, but I've been in business for myself for the past four years. Okay. Well, as a business owner, I'm sure you wrestle with time management. So why don't we start off by talking about why is time management such a struggle for professionals like us? 
Yes, definitely. We all struggle with time management because the reality is we all only have 24 hours in a day and a lot of modern workplaces are expecting us to do more with less. There's just not enough time, not enough hours in the day for the average person to get everything done. And so this causes stress. It can cause frustration. Even some people experience anxiety. Um, And this applies to HR professionals, managers, and people throughout our organizations. Well, it sounds like you've got some ideas on how to get around this, and and you and I struggle with this too. So what have you done to 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 kind of leap this hurdle? What strategies do you have? Yeah, absolutely. Some of my friends actually joke that I figured out a way to invent time, but that's not the case at all. Like I said, all of us have 24 hours in a day. Um, But one of the things that's really worked for me is I've just learned how to prioritize and schedule everything. My Outlook calendar is my absolute savior. I don't know what I would do without it. I put everything on there and then I plan in advance for days and weeks at a time before events. I want to make sure that I always feel prepared going into training sessions and meetings with my clients. Well, you mentioned your Outlook. So what are some other technologies that a person could leverage to be able to use it? Maybe even somebody who's not really tech savvy. Right. Technology can really help with time management. Years ago, very early on in my career, I had an opportunity to take a time management class that was offered through Franklin Covey. And one of the things that I learned in that class, I've actually continued to use throughout my entire career, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. And that's a technique called FAD. So FAD is an acronym that stands for File Act delete. So filing, acting, and deleting are the only three actions that you can take when it comes to your email. So basically, this sets you up to only touch each email message once versus having them sit in your inbox and create this kind of overwhelming filing cabinet. Um, So Your file items are things that you want to refer to later. Your act items are those that require a response, and you go ahead and take care of that and then usually file it or delete it. So the deletion items are things like newsletters or junk mail or things that may not be helpful or not necessary. Well, you wouldn't want to delete any of our marketing emails, though. But everything else, yeah, definitely get rid of it, right? (laughs) That's right. We save your marketing emails. Okay, thank goodness for that. All right, (laughs) so what you've done is you've set up some systems. You've got the fad going on. And then as a business owner, you suddenly have interruptions. There's a crisis. There's something that comes through. Uh, What does that do to all these great plans that you've put together? Well, the crisis happens at the most unexpected and most inconvenient time always. That's just Murphy's Law, I guess. But professionals need to train their staff if they have direct reports and or their coworkers on expectations and really set some ground rules about interruptions, unscheduled meetings, and other types of distractions. When we can all create an environment that works best for our work style, it can help minimize that crisis. Um, This doesn't necessarily mean that someone is not approachable, but 
it really empowers other people working around us to solve many of their own problems. Really only the toughest of situations should be escalated to the manager or to the HR person. Um, I've also found it effective for bosses to share their calendars with their teams. And this could also go for the, the HR team as well, just having really an open communication policy so that everyone's on the same page about where we are and, and what we're working on and what our priorities look like. And constant communication helps as well. Yeah, that's a challenge. I think if you're working in a corporation, there's going to be all sorts of things that interrupt and things that maybe if you're busy, you don't see as valuable. I, I think one thing that comes to mind is meetings, and maybe we can talk about that too. But that's just my biggest concern is that I've got all these plans. I like to use, and I've just started this, a bullet journal because, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, the Myers-Briggs types, but I have a preference for perceiving, which means for me, calendars and Covey and all those things, they sound like great ideas and I buy the products and then they sit and gather dust. And, and I have a real tendency to just say, wow, that looks exciting, even though it's an interrupter. Let me jump on that. It sounds mm-hmm. like you've got a lot of discipline, Amanda. How did you how did you manage to discipline yourself that well? Yeah, so you talked about Myers-Briggs. So I'm actually a J, which means mm. that just naturally I'm a little more disciplined, I think. But with that being said, you know, even if your personality style doesn't Uh, naturally lend itself to some of these organizational tools, come up with a system that works for you. I love that you mentioned the bullet journal. That's something that that works. Uh, You know, I have friends and colleagues who have created their own calendaring systems, their own note-taking systems. Sometimes a good old-fashioned post-it note and just writing a to-do list can be really helpful. So figure out the tools and, and strategies that work for you and then stick with it. Well, one of the things that I've heard is that if you are better at delegating, you should therefore be better at time management. So Mm -hmm. does that actually work? And, And if so, what are some tips you might recommend for us? Yeah, delegation is key. And if you are a manager of a team and you have the opportunity to delegate to someone else, take advantage of the strengths of those people. A lot of times, we get into this mindset of, I have to do everything. I have to be the the sole person responsible. And when we actually take a critical look at the tasks, a lot of times other people on the team can get involved to assist us with helping resolve some of those burdens. Well, you've met Lisa Young, who is now our director of operations. Lisa is hyper-organized. In fact, I met her where she ran the the hospitality team at the church that we attended. So mind you, you're, Mm -hmm. you're organizing volunteers now and she is very, very organized. And I just realized after a while that my gift was not being, uh, you know, structured and she's So that was ideal. The very thing that turns me off is the very thing that just gets her excited. And that's taking chaos and turning it into order where I look at order and say, there's gotta be a way to, to, to create some chaos here. So I like the fact that you said, let's find the right people and and, mm-hmm. and and they will really come alongside you and make you better. So so thank you for sharing that. All right. So let's talk about, we were talking about time management. I firmly believe that time is a currency, even though I'm a big time waster. <laughs> so what are some of the biggest time wasters you see when you meet with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. We all have time wasters. And, and two things come to mind for me. 
as much as I love it, I'm going to have to say that social media is one of those things. So definitely try to keep your usage of Facebook and other social media tools to a minimum during work hours. Obviously, in running my own business, it's important that I check in on my business account, but I really try to limit how much time I spend online, particularly during those working hours. You can go down a rabbit hole and lose hours at a time if you're not careful. And the second thing is is something that you mentioned a few minutes ago about meetings. Some organizations have a chronic meeting problem where they meet just to meet and there's no rhyme or reason to it. So make sure that you're not falling into that meeting trap. Try to schedule meetings only when you need to get decisions made, you need to have discussions, and make sure that you're really focusing on actionable outcomes. Also, too, try to schedule meetings for the shortest amount of time possible. Our calendars sometimes default to half hour and one hour increments, but a lot of times you just need to have a quick conversation. That might be able to be accomplished in 15 or 20 minutes instead. So really be conscious of how much time that you're scheduling. Also, too, if you do have to have meetings, think about creating an agenda or at least some talking points so that people coming into the meeting know what they need to be hyper-focused on. Yeah, I have experienced that too, working with companies. And and so one of my, I don't know if I've ever been quoted, but I've kind of said it, is that email and meetings are done only to justify full-time employment. <laughs> and, and what was interesting is when I was in the Navy, what we did every morning is we had what's called morning quarters. And the interesting about that is that is the equivalent of a civilian com- company having a meeting but everybody would be in one room and I would call them to attention, which means you can't talk, which is a good thing. And then I know I got about five minutes before the patients. I was a dental assistant, so I was running a dental clinic. We had about five minutes before the patients came in. So whatever business got to get done and get busy. And when you're standing at attention, you're not comfortable where it's easy to ask dumb questions or talk just to hear the sound of your own voice. So I, I think that you're right. You can Meetings are important, but do them right. Make them short, sweet, to the point. And if you don't need one, don't don't schedule it. Good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw a, a ribbon recently that said, uh, I survived another meeting that should have been an email. And I thought that really hits it home for a lot of organizations. Well, I think for you and I who, who have businesses, we kind of look at it a little bit different. And, and when I... Because when I think about us having a meeting at Boss Builders, it's like, okay, I'm paying everybody for this hour. So mm-hmm. we better make it a good meeting. Otherwise, I'll just send an email because it's, it's expensive, right? When you factor in everybody's salary. Hey, this is an hour of their time. And uh, we better have some good outcomes. So maybe that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, the financial aspect of it. Actually, the Gallup organization has done some research on that. And I don't have the numbers handy right in front of me. But... I remember that the number was millions and millions of dollars that organizations spend on an annual basis having their employees spend time in meetings. So while some meetings can be productive and some meetings do need to happen, there's also a lot of wasted time and downtime that's not billable. Yeah, I think that's the key. It's, uh, it's just overhead time. So, so minimize it. Time management is, is a, is a, tasks that we have to do. And so do you have any tips on how professionals just in general can feel better prepared and not so stressed out about it? 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One thing that's worked for me is preparation. So before I leave the office in the afternoon, I make sure I look to see what's happening tomorrow. And I just spend a couple minutes getting prepared for the following day. That way, when I come back into the office tomorrow morning, I'm prepared, I'm ready to go, and I can start the day on a productive note versus scrambling around. Also, too, back to the calendaring aspect of it, you know, keeping everything scheduled and on track um, and finding a system that works for you personally is really going to be imperative to your success with time management. That's great. Well, you've obviously got a lot of experience in this area and from what you told me, a lot of experience in HR consultings. So if you're listening to the podcast right now and you want to reach out to Amanda for help, Amanda, how do we contact you? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. The best way to reach out to me is via my website, which is hranswerbox.com, all one word, or folks can email me at amanda at hranswerbox.com. I'm also on LinkedIn at Amanda Hathaway. Excellent. Well, Amanda, thank you for taking your valuable time. And that's about 15 minutes of valuable currency you gave us today. We really appreciate that. Thank you it again. It was my for pleasure. All the, Thanks. Well, good. Well, thank you for all the tips. I mean, these are the things that I love to be able to show on the show is that, you know, you can say I want to be better at time management, but now you got some actionable items. So we appreciate that. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information. And sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, we invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on-site. If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.